Okay, so we know that Build is definitely in the building. Make some noise, Build! Build solve real problems. Build solve real problems. It just makes me feel at home. I feel loved when I come to Build. Like I'm protected, I'm guarded. This is Charles Peanut Tillman. This is Commissioner Boykin. Hi, I'm Sam Macho. I'm George McCaskey. This is U.S. Senator Dick Durbin, and you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. You are listening to Build Radio. Build Radio. Build Radio. Build Radio. Build Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Build Radio. We hope you enjoyed our last episode with all of our amazing La Mesa Latina speakers. If you missed it, La Mesa Latina is a unique event that brings together many of Chicago's most accomplished Latin leaders to share their stories with promising Latin youth from across metropolitan Chicago. For today's episode, we have an exciting youth-led interview with one of our La Mesa guest speakers. So listen in as Build Youth Joel interviews the president and CEO of the Latino Policy Forum, Sylvia Puente. Sylvia is the chief executive of the Latino Policy Forum, the only Latino public policy and advocacy organization in Illinois. Puente has earned a national reputation as a bridge builder and a trailblazer, having been recognized by Hispanic Business Magazine as one of the 100 most influential Hispanics in the U.S. She works tirelessly with nonprofit leaders, elected officials, and corporate partners to improve educational outcomes for children, to make housing more accessible and affordable, while promoting just immigration reform and building the influence and leadership of Latinos for a betterment of all Illinois. Puente is a proud Chicago native who was introduced to her life's work in advocacy, policy, and activism at the young age of 13 when she joined her mother on the picket lines in support of the United Farm Workers Union. She was the first in her family to graduate college and earned a B.A. in economics from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. She did graduate studies at Harvard Kennedy School of Government and earned her master's degree from the Harris School of Public Policy at the University of Chicago. We'll hear an amazing conversation between Sylvia and Joel, followed by some closing thoughts from Build's Manager of Learning and Leadership, Deanna Smith-Hart. Stay tuned and be inspired by the leaders of today, empowering the leaders of tomorrow. Hello, my name is Joel Sarabia, and I'm joined with Sylvia Puente for the virtual MESA. I am here to talk about your journey and how you got to the position you are in now. Um, first off, I want to start by asking, how is your day going so far? Great. Well, thanks for asking, Joel. My day's going fine. You know, I'm pretty feeling very fortunate, grateful, and privileged because I am one of those people that can work remotely. And I'm at home and I'm able to still contribute and make a difference um, while so many in our community are challenged. And that never, that thought is never far from my mind. Yes, I agree with that. Um, now, I want to ask you, what did you dream about growing up? Yeah, what did I dream about growing up? Well, you know, I think you told me you live in Bensonville. Joelle, I'm, uh, I grew up in the suburbs. And when I grew up in the suburbs, I grew up in the suburb of Maywood. The, we were the first Latino family on our block. We got a brick thrown through our window, which I still remember to this day, even though I was only about three or four years old. So growing up, I had to always defend and speak to who I was. And who was I as a Latina? Who was I as a Mexican-American? Who was I as a Chicana? And then I had to figure out and learn what that was in terms of my own ethnic identity and what does it mean? Because 
both of my parents were actually born in Texas. They weren't from Mexico. So that added like a whole nother level of it. When people would say, where are you from? And I would say, Chicago. But where are you really from? Chicago. Well, where are your parents from? Well, Texas. Well, where are they really from? What don't you understand, right? So I think that uh, need to assert and defend who I was obviously shaped a lot of who I am today. And that I had to learn to speak up. I had to learn to speak out. Because both of my parents were both born in Texas, they both spoke English. And although they did not have role models, they really role modeled for me what it means to be an activist, what it means to use your voice to make a difference, and how you can create change. So they started a community organization way back in the 1960s in Maywood to work for Latino rights. They negotiated with a local school to hire a teacher that could provide preschool education in Spanish. They negotiated with the church leaders to start this first Spanish language mass. So I didn't know that I would grow up to be an activist. I didn't know that I would grow up to have the role that I do today, which is as president and CEO of the Latino Policy Forum, uh, an organization that really works to promote equity in the Latino community. But I knew that I would make a difference. And uh, I knew that I wasn't gonna stay quiet. Um, and I knew that I was gonna use my voice. And I knew I wasn't gonna stay quiet because while some of the young people today can see and know the chauvinism that exists in our community, 50 years ago, when I was coming up, it was like, women weren't supposed to speak up. Mm -hmm. But I knew that wasn't gonna be me. Yeah. And even though I was an activist, it wasn't until my third job out of college that I had moved from Chicago to Springfield that I was working in what was then the governor's office that I learned that there was this whole field called public policy. And I realized, and everyone else that I was working with had that job but me, had that degree but me, even though I was doing the same job they were doing. And I learned that a degree in public policy for me was, that's how you create change. Those are, it's not a business degree, it wasn't being a lawyer. It was about what are the tools that you need to create change in society to create equity. And that is what has started me on this now nearly 40 year journey of, of um, doing my best to try to promote more equity uh, for the Latino community in society today. I don't tell this story that often. You know, people don't need to know that I went there. But knowing that I did that gives me the confidence of knowing that I'm as smart, I'm as capable as anyone else that I encounter in the world. Yeah. Even looking at how I look, and even though they may not expect something like that from a woman of my age, you know, being a Latina coming from the Chicago area, it gave me the confidence to know that I could succeed and I could do well and however it was that I, whatever I applied myself. Yeah, I, I strongly agree with you that confidence is key to life. In order for you to succeed, you must need confidence because you, you can't have a low self-esteem or just, I, you just, you just have to believe in yourself at the end of the day. You just and there's no one else that's going to believe in you better than you. Exactly. And I've seen so many young people and so many talented people that I know are way smarter than me, but they had that self-doubt. Yeah. And, and there's something, you know, I want to say, it's not about bragging. And it's not about thinking that you're better than anyone else because everybody has this ability. Everybody has that capacity. 
And if I achieve, I want everyone else to achieve with me, right? And my success doesn't mean you can be successful because we really all have to get there together. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you think is your greatest obstacle? Or what was your greatest obstacle? Sorry. Mm, good question. What was my greatest obstacle? Uh, I think my greatest obstacle, you know, and I'm glad we're having this conversation because at least you know, I think, through being part of BUILD and the people that you encounter that getting mentorship is important and talking to people who have had experiences that you haven't had is important. I didn't know that. I had to figure that out the hard way. So I think one of my biggest obstacles was that I didn't ask, I didn't seek advice from people. I didn't ask for, men I didn't even know to ask for mentorship, right? That I thought that I had to figure it out by myself. And that I had a little bit of, um, a little bit of me as well, I don't want to ask anyone because I don't want them to think I'm stupid, mm -hmm. right? Where like now people answer these things all the time, right? And one of the biggest obstacles was that I felt like I had to learn things the hard way. That's actually crazy because I'm kind of the same way. My mom calls it stubbornness, but I just kind of want to figure things out myself. Yeah. And, and you know what I'm going to say to you, Joel? Every, every good quality has the not so good part about it too. Yeah. So my stubbornness, your stubbornness, gave me a lot of the goodness I needed to get where I am. So don't ever let that go. But at the same time, it's learning that it's okay to ask others for advice, for help, to show you the road, to say, well, what do you think if I do this or if I do that? And to hear people out and to take that information in. Um, so I think that that's been one of my biggest learnings and one of my biggest obstacles that I've had to overcome is getting comfortable enough asking for people, even people that I don't know, for their advice and their insight. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, real pragmatic things. You know, I was in my 20s. I wasn't a teenager by any means, um, but I had my daughter and then I went to grad school. You know, having uh, having a young child and being in, at, at well, and at that time I had transferred to the University of Chicago, you know, wasn't an easy thing to do, but I was bound and determined that I was going to get this grad this degree in grad school. So finding the ways to get the support to finish grad school was, was a pretty big accomplishment for me. Okay. Are there any goals that you haven't achieved yet that you want to achieve? <laughs> That's a really good question. Are there any, you know, I'm at the age and stage where I'm a baby boomer. Um, and I'm thinking about sort of what's my next stage of life going to look like. And, you know, I'm, I've, I've done a lot, I think, in, um, you know, I've been at the helm of the Latino Policy Forum for 11 years now. You know, we've done a lot to, I think, help improve society and bring equity to the community and bring resources to the community. I've been very privileged to lead this work. Um, my goals right now are how to have better work-life balance, to not be such a workaholic. Um, but more importantly, I've been thinking a lot about the question of mentorship and a lot about how do I teach what, how do I teach what I know? How do I share what I know? Right. And I've been thinking a lot because I'm over 60 now. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about what is the role and what does it mean to be an elder? Um, 
Carmen said that we met initially at a sweat lodge. And not a lot of people know that I do sweat lodges or that I've done them over the years. I know, but to me, that really is about honoring the indigenous part of who we are, which is something that we also don't often talk about. We talk about what does it mean to be Mexican? What does, he talk about, talk, what does it mean to be Latino? But we don't often talk about what is the indigenous part of who we are and where does it come from? And so I've learned so much about that part of who I am uh, with respect to different indigenous communities. And one of the things I've learned from, from that is this idea and this concept that as we age, right, I'm now at the age and stage where I'm an elder. It's like, oh, how do I even think about myself as an elder? What does that mean? What does that look like? But more importantly, my goals of what I want in this age and stage of life are still to continue to, to make a difference in the world, continue to figure out how I can help people in the world, but it's less about the doing and more about how do I share what I've done so that others can learn from my experience so the road doesn't have to be as rocky and as hard for them and that there will be many more who can do what I have done and what I've been able to accomplish and succeed in. That's what I'm thinking about for my next five years. How do I really put that in? Okay. All right. Another one. Um, I want to ask, what is your favorite memory? Whew, what's my favorite memory? You know, uh, I didn't get a passport until I was almost 50. <laughs> so I didn't go anywhere. You know, when I was growing up, you didn't need a passport to go to Mexico or, you know, so I went to Mexico and, and the Caribbean, but um, I remember that I took a, well, two things I would say is, is traveling. My favorite memories are really about travel and about seeing other parts of the world and how other people live, um, but also just about being another, you just realize there's so much more on the planet than the block, the neighborhood, the city that we live in, right? So I remember being in small Mexican villages and just seeing how people lived. I, I remember I had the opportunity to go to Greece and being on these beautiful Greek islands. And so my favorite memories really are about, about travel. Some of my favorite memories are really about travel. Okay. All right. Um, what do you want to be remembered as? Or, yeah. Wow. What do I want to be remembered as? I want to be remembered as someone who cared, as someone who made a difference as someone who left the world a little bit better off than when I found it. I want to be remembered as a champion for Latino rights. I want to be remembered as um, a person of integrity. And I want to be remembered as um, having an open heart. That's great. All right, last question. How do you think I did? <laughs> you did great, Joel. <laughs> you did great. No, thank you. Thank you for the conversation. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm glad to see that you're connected to Build, and I really want to encourage you to achieve your dreams because no one's going to stop you except you. You know, and maybe this will be my last comment. Sometimes when people say things to us, those experiences you had when you first moved out to Bensonville, the 
experiences I had when I moved out to the suburbs as a kid. If I were to take those in and take them to heart, I'm giving those people power over me. I'm giving them over power to make me feel less than, to have to defend myself, to not be who I am. And that confidence comes from a place of, I don't give my power to anybody. My power comes from me, right? And when I believe those things that people say about me that might make me feel insecure or that might have me question who I am, I'm giving away my power. And so I think one of the most, you know, in addition to working hard and doing well in school and all those things that everyone else tells you you need to do, it's really about remembering, do not give away your power. And no one else has power and control over you but you, right? So when I claim my power, I claim that I'm strong, I claim that I'm smart, I claim that I know that I can make a difference in the world, I claim that I have a love for humanity, right? All the good things that I, that I do in, in the world that I get to do, right? That's what I claim to do with my power. And I want everybody to know and feel that they have that power, even when sometimes you don't. And not everybody has to make the biggest difference in the world, but I think everybody has to make at least a little bit of a difference in the world. And you're doing that by talking to me, you're doing that by talking to the people you talk to at film. Everybody can mentor somebody. Everybody can help someone figure out how do you get connected to going to college? How do you help someone fill out a college essay? How do you take someone, you know, take someone a meal that maybe hasn't had a meal. Everybody can make a difference. And if everybody made that little bit of difference, it is can have a huge impact and a huge ripple effect and really, I think, make the world a better place. Wow. And go vote. I don't know if you're old enough to vote yet, Joelle, but if you are, go vote. And if you're not, ask everyone around you and everyone in your household. We're taping this right right before the November 3rd election. I think it's gonna be the most consequential election in our history, certainly in my lifetime. Go vote. I just wanna say like, this was a real pleasure. Like I really enjoyed this and um, I just learned so much. Like I really appreciate this. Well, thank you, Joel. I appreciate it. It was lovely to get to talk to you too. Thank both of you. This was an amazing, interview oh my gosh I'm sitting here in tears because um, it's it's uh, we were saying this before this is the dream manifested like um, you said that you know one of your goals is to be for somebody the thing that you didn't have so that they can go over the bumps that you had to go over and not have to have those experiences and that is one of the um, primary goals of La Mesa is to create, have those conversations, create those moments where, um, where we can give back that very thing that we needed or that we had that helped us get over. So thanks so much for your time um, and for giving so uh, generously of yourself to all of the Bill community and to Joelle um, and Joelle, thank you. You did an awesome job on this interview. Great job. Appreciate every everything that you do. So, thank, thank you. Thank you. It was you. a great interview. It was really beautiful. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, thank you. Job, appreciate guys. you guys saying job, that. Joelle. <laughs>
Yes. All absolutely. right. Well, you all take care. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Same, Same to you. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that is our episode. Thanks so much to Joelle and Sylvia for her time, wisdom, and inspiring words. We think it's so wonderful to be able to offer our young people opportunities like this, to help them grow into leaders in their own communities, to offer them programming to connect and learn from professionals whose stories started out often very similar to theirs. You can help us give more opportunities like this to more kids from more neighborhoods. Join Build on our mission to save Chicago's young people from the streets and empowering them to believe in themselves and their futures. Build offers a wide variety of resources, programs, and opportunities, and your support truly does help save lives. If you like what you hear, show us some love on social media, at Build Chicago, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and as always, a review or rating of this podcast wherever you get it would mean so much. If you want to take your support to the next level, make a donation. You can do so on our website, one time, monthly, or annually. Any amount helps us make change. As always, make sure you subscribe to our email list to receive our newsletter, The Builder, full of inspiring agency updates straight to your inbox. You can do so from the homepage of our website. The holidays are coming, and it has definitely been a year for all of us. Help us spread some joy and cheer to those who need it most by supporting Build. We'll have an amazing next episode for you, full of youth interviews, reflections on 2020, poems, and stories. And here on the ground, we'll keep moving forward the best way we know how with empathy, passion, persistence, and innovation. For Build Radio, I've been Benji Wax, and I thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for our year-end episode, and do some good out there. If we really want to end the violence in Chicago, we need to go beyond put the guns down. We need to change the story about what it means to grow up black or brown in Chicago. We need to make the potential of the young people the focus, not just our problems. We need to transform lives to create hope and build futures. We can't do it alone. Invest in our potential. Chicago young people are worth it. Build hope, build lives, and build futures. Woo!